break it down, down like this. Yo, 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 welcome along to Tempo Fit Workout of the Week. This is episode number 87 and my name is Hayden Sherman. It's good to have your company, good to be able to go out there and together, wherever you are in the world, whenever you are running this, together as a team, attack those hills. We're in the middle of a little block of hill training. This is where things start to get a little bit meaty for this week and the next week. We are going a little bit epic, turning up the intensity dial so the workout this week is six times one minute uphill at your 3k race effort. So six times one minute uphill at your 3k race effort. Now that's by, um, it's it's not a fixed pace. You're not going to be looking at your watch. It's just by feel. And then the recoveries are just jogging back down real slow, real easy back to where you started. So six times one minute uphill. So let's start off with why are we doing today's workout? Why are we doing this nice, simple, pure workout of six times one minute? And um, it's a short workout. You know, it's only going to take you maybe 15 minutes, um, including the recoveries, to get this thing done. Uh, So why do this sort of workout? Well, it's what I call intensity under fire. You've got really two components at work here. One is the VO2 max element of it. So we're running at 3K race effort. So it doesn't need to be exact pace, but just do it by feel. 3K race effort. Now that, when we talk about 3K race pace, usually we start to talk about this thing called VO2 max. You're starting to get to the point at which the pace that you're running at will max out your oxygen uptake, the velocity of oxygen that you can uptake at that time. So in other terms, your lungs, your throat, everything, your sinuses, everything is maxed out to capacity in terms of how much oxygen you can get inside you and get to the muscles that are screaming out for it. So if you've ever done a, a 3K race effort, a race uh, or a, a, even a mile race, you would have experienced that real burning in the back of your throat maybe afterwards or you wake up the next day feeling like you've been shouting the day before. That's because that oxygen's just been given a real good workout. Um, and so this is touching on, on a bit of that sort of stuff. So this is where that intensity comes from. We've also got the intensity under fire element. Now the under fire part of it is the power required to get you running uphill. It's different to running on flat. There's different muscular things going on. Gravity comes into play. There's a lot more resistance that's we're asking of you. It's almost like you're you're strapping on a, a weighted vest uh, in in terms of of upping the ante of this. So not only are you aiming for three k race effort. Remember, it's not pace. You, you you're running uphill, so you're going to be running slower than three k pace. So you don't worry about the exact pace, but the effort level needs to be there, 
and it's compounded by the fact that you're also running uphill, demanding a lot more from your body, a lot more from your muscles, particularly that posterior chain through your your hammies, glutes and, and calves. So a lot going on in this workout, which is why we need to pay attention to a few of the how-tos in this workout. So I've got three how-to points to take note with the workout. First of all is we're after a mild to moderate hill. We don't want anything super steep that's going to alter your running technique and also something that is so steep that almost no matter what speed your runner is just going to floor you by the time you're at one minute. So you need to be able to like it would be the sort of hill that if you encountered on a Sunday long run wouldn't be too much. It's going to slow you slow you up a bit but you're not going to be frightened of the hill. Um, So I say mild to moderate, that's somewhere in the 5 to 10% gradient range. Um, Definitely anything above 10% starts to get too too full on. Um, You could do this on the treadmill, great workout to do on the treadmill. And for the recoveries, I'd just take a one minute recovery, just jump off the side of the treadmill, do that really safely um, and then jump back on letting your legs um, get up to speed sort of skating at the side of the um, side of the treadmill be careful with that one if you are doing this one on the treadmill and also don't run at your actual 3k race pace if you are on the treadmill you need to slow it down because you've got to account for that uphill gradient so just maybe take the first couple of reps a bit more conservatively and then once you've got a feel for it then you could up increase the pace a little okay so a mild to moderate hill number two for how to tackle this workout recoveries need to be nice and long so once you get to the top just jog back down and um, really cruisy jog back down really lazy lazy jog hit your start point and then jog a bit further on turn around and then jog in for a rolling start up the hill. You want to feel like you're fully recovered after each rep, but only just fully recovered. So that heart rate's just got back to kind of a, a easy run, sort of a heart rate, like, you know, maybe sort of one 130s, 140s or, or, or whatever. Um, it's going to be different for everyone, but into that more moderate exercise range. And then we spike it straight back up with uh, hitting another one minute. Of course, you're going to need to look at your watch and uh, tell when you hit one minute. After that first rep, you should have a marker on which you're going to aim for. And so after that first rep, you can sort of just focus on that marker. And then when you get close to it, then look at your watch. Ideally, you won't be slowing up in this workout. You'll be hitting about that same mark. And if anything, just getting a little bit further uh, as you get down to the last ones. Don't smash it on on the last ones. It's a workout. It's not a race. You don't want to be totally emptying the tank. We save that for race day. But we do want to get pretty close to to being being pretty tanked on those last couple of couple of reps. So make sure that you start conservatively enough that there's still a little bit of room for improvement and you can finish the workout feeling like I could do another one or two if I if it really came down to it. So that's the how-to. After the break, a little thought on how to get after it because this is a workout where you definitely want to get after it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
All right, my top six on how to get after it in a workout. So as I said before, this is the sort of workout where you want to go a bit to the well. You want to be taking a few buckets on your shoulder to dig down deep into that well. You also want to be prepared to confront the beast and and get after it. So how to do that, how to get yourself in that right frame of mind, how to set up the things around you to make you successful in this this getting after it sort of a workout. So six points. First of all, reduce the friction. So reduce the amount of friction leading up to you doing this workout and being successful. Now by friction, I mean primarily decision fatigue. So if you roll out of bed, you put on your exercise gear that you've laid out the the morning the evening before you jog down to the the hill that you're going to do it there's nothing else in the way you've cleared the next hour or so so you can get this done without having to attend to any other responsibilities or you've set aside a time in the middle of the day where you're going to do it and there's nothing that will get in the way any friction that will get in the way of that happening. So whether that's, oh, someone called up, wants you to do something at lunchtime, but I've got this workout planned. Oh, maybe I'll do that instead. Or um, I have to call into the supermarket after work and pick up some stuff. But if you can set up your life to reduce that friction to make sure this workout gets done, there's way more chance of you getting it done and feeling good about it once you're in there. I find if you just get yourself on the starting line, the adrenaline starts to kick in once you start going. So reduce that friction for getting yourself to the start. Number two is think about fueling off some carbs for a more intense fueled workout. Now, I do most of my running first thing before breakfast, and it's kind of in a, in a fasted state. So it might be 10 or 12 hours since the last time I ate. Um, now, that's great for, for doing easy runs and long runs, but if I want to go really hard, it's that's a bit challenging running on an empty stomach. So sometimes a lunchtime workout could be better for this sort of sort of work where you've uh, had a maybe a bit of morning tea, you know, something like bagel or some toast or um, a banana, something an hour to two before where you've just boosted things with a little bit of carbs. So think about just fueling this. Those You're going to tap into that glycolytic system a lot in a workout like this. So if you've got some glycogen on hand, that'll just add some rocket fuel to making this workout just extra poppy. Number three, have some music, have a playlist ready to crank, have your favorite like pump up tunes. I find in the gym, when I switch on to um, a playlist that really gets me cranking, like for me, it's Rage Against the Machine. I drop on some Rage Against the Machine, Battle of Los Angeles, and I am in the zone, no matter what I felt like before. So whatever track that is for you, whatever playlist that is, have it dialed up ready to go for rep one and save the best one for reps five and six really to crank it out number four mindset so be prepared to confront the beast with this one I often say in these workouts you know we're holding back don't do too much feel like you could do a third of the workout again or another rep this one like I said before you want to dig into the well you want to go pretty deep Yeah, you want to feel like you could probably do another rep before because we're not in a race situation. 
But I also want you to get after and confront the beast. Have a little encounter with the beast and and get used to confronting him, staring him down and telling him who's boss. So we want to go there. So click into that mindset. Number five, use Strava for something like this. Set up a segment uh, up the, the hill that you're doing and you know, name it after yourself or your club or, you know, have, have something that um, is, makes it memorable and get after it. Set some, um, some segment bests on, on this workout, preferably in, in rep six if you can. And finally, invite some friends along. Be one of those friends that invites them along to do hill reps with you. Friends who do, do hill reps are friends together are friends for life, absolutely. So invite some friends, training partners along. Hill reps are really good to do together because even if, you know, you're, let's say you're a 40-minute 10K runner and you're running with a 50-minute 10K runner, you're actually only going to finish, um, I don't know, maybe... 30 meters apart um, at the end of this and by the time you've jogged back down you're actually doing a lot of the jog warm down together so this is like in our group workouts with tempo fit we do heaps of this sort of stuff together in a massive big groups of all sorts of of abilities and it's really cool way of staying together and feeling like you're a team so invite friends along to do the workout don't feel like you've got to keep um, up with each other on the uphills but meet up somewhere on the downhills and enjoy cheering each other along so there we go that's your top six reduce the friction to get the workout done number two fuel your workout with some carbs number three crank up your favorite playlist number four get that mindset right get ready to confront the beast number five set up a strava segment and go for it number six invite your friends oh yeah oh yeah oh man i love setting these hill workouts (laughs) you gotta love them they are those sorts of workouts where you're jogging home feeling like oh yeah i got a good workout in today boy oh boy so have fun with this and let me know how it goes on. I lo- love to hear how you, how you find it. Get out there, crush the hills. And look, we're getting exciting. The countdown is on to the Olympics. We're seeing more and more of the elite runners around the world um, entering some cool races and we're seeing really interesting matchups. I've seen some some cool happenings like in the sprints with um, a, a young girl, Shikari Richardson, coming through the ranks. She's looking like she's going to be the hot favourite for the 100-200. Um, maybe Shelly Ann Fraser-Price, the veteran, might come through for the, the 100 as well. So there's some cool little um, stories starting to unfold and I'm, I'm super pumped to see how this goes. Um, and see uh, see who who toes the start line. The marathon's going to be a really interesting one as well. And so as we get closer to these, I'll do some little maybe breakdown um, hype up profiles in each of the the races coming up. But if you can jump on let'srun.com, that's a good source of information for elite uh, running, and um, you'll be able to see some of the latest news that's coming out. There's a lot of guys and girls going out for for world records and sort of world best times at this stage before they focus in on the real the big goal of of trying to get a gold medal at the olympics so anyway have a good week everyone have fun hitting the hills we'll catch you next week